1: So it's come to this.
0: I can't believe it. It has I can't believe it's come to this. this. We're finally doing a Carpenter movie. <laughs> <laughs> we're, it's been ages. We're taking the leap. I know. We're it's... finally doing it. I'm Eric. I'm Charlie. This is a movie this podcast. This is a John Carpenter podcast. Uh, I just was kind of hit with the realization that we've done nine John Carpenter episodes. We love them. We've been doing this long enough now. Yeah. Like two, two and a half pretty consistent years. That I have forgotten which ones we've done or not. They've all blurred together in my head between what we've talked about doing Mm -hmm. and what we've recorded almost three years ago. So I wasn't, I thought we'd done like three or four Carpenter, (laughs) and then you just kept pulling more out of your hat. This is our 10th John Carpenter episode. I think so. I think, honestly, could be more because
1: (laughs) some more might have snuck in. We were going down the list like, yeah, we did the fog. He, yeah, we He's did. my favorite. And then by the time we were like, oh, yeah, we did Vampires. We've done Vampires. <laughs> We've done
0: Christine. Yeah. We haven't done The Thing. We haven't done Halloween. No. <laughs> but saving
1: those big boys. We're saving the big ones for last, like this guy.
0: And no. <laughs> like this one, one of the heavy hitters. Yeah. This was one of the Mount Rushmore. When you think John Carpenter. When you think Carpenter, you think, certainly. you think Halloween. Yeah. You think The Thing. The Thing. You know, you think they, they live. live. And you think the village of the damned. Mm-hmm. That's like the the Roosevelt yeah, up there. That's like kind of what, that's the holy, you know, the four oh, pillars. Oh, on, on
1: the Rushmore, it's Roddy Piper and that little blonde girl from Village of the Damned.
0: Oh, yeah. That white, just oh, these kids, There man. will be changes. This is such a great movie that I didn't realize it was great in its time. Yeah. This was a bust. This was a bust when it came out, and nobody's arguing this one as a, as a top carpenter pick. Yeah, I this didn't. Nobody's even, nobody's getting nobody's arguing this is their number one. This doesn't even make the top but, ten. But. but I'll tell you, watching it this time, I could see it sneaking onto my top ten. Okay, this is a fun movie that they got a bad rap and did a lot of cool things that Carpenter was kind of famously coolly dismissively about. Mm. I love Carpenter interviews. This man's my favorite director. <laughs> I have so many Carpenter so much Carpenter bullshit in my house. Oh yeah. We're doing 10 episodes on this Carpenter cast. You, you could charge admission. And <laughs> I love interviews where he talks about his movies where so what kind of process did you uh, go into with Village of the Dam? He's like, "Well, I was under contract, and this one seemed pretty easy. Uh, I lived in the town that we shot the film in, oh, so that's cool. yeah, I saw the first movie, so I thought, yeah, we could do that. And you're like, nice. That's what this he guy says really about is gonna, a lot of his movies, right? And it's so great that you can tell he. He's got that kind of Scorsese love of cinema, where he'll see one idea in a movie, like he's the kid in *Cinema Paradiso*, mm. and then he's just like, "Yeah, if I want to do a western, yeah, I can just hop into that." <laughs> and he'll just kind of do it really casually. I love his chill vibe of just playing Sonic video games and cranking out a western or a, yeah, right, or a remake of a 1960 British movie, like a yeah, like a. Like a fifty now year
1: old British movie, <laughs> yeah. thirty years at the time. So based on like an even older, an book. older novel, right? Yeah, yeah.
0: And I guess the story goes that his, the movie he wanted to make in the nineties was a remake of Creature from the Black Lagoon. Oh my god! He wanted to do that, but you had to go through Universal, obviously. Yeah. You have yeah. to Work with a the studio. They said they'd do it if he did this one. This is a Universal. So movie. this was the quid pro quo. He does this, but this one bombed. But then it bombed, so they so said no. So he didn't get to do the creature movie. God, and now he's... nobody's done a creature movie since. We're ripe for a creature remake, and we could have gotten I know. a late 90s carpenter We're in the timeline where
1: we're getting the shape of water instead of a proper creature from <laughs> yeah, the Black Lagoon. Yeah, right? Yeah.
0: It's hmm. uh, tough. Instead of escape... Well, he did get to make Escape from L.A. So, so. maybe looking back, John, if you had, <laughs> had given a little bit of a shit... But watching it this time, I never really had much of an opinion on this. We did our top 10 Carpenter on one of our other Carpenter episodes. But mine changes so much. This is the first time Village of the Dam would have crept near the top 10. A movie I've kind of written at the bottom of his list, I had a good time.
1: Yeah, I like this one a lot more than I remember liking it twenty years ago when I would have rented it last. Yeah, you know, this is a one of those '90s movies you saw once, maybe even like on TV. Sure. And yeah, you just kind of write it off. It's like, okay, kids are being creepy.
0: Superman is. It felt. Not Superman. It felt very, very 1995. Yeah. But yeah,
1: watching it now, like there's a there's a little bit. Of something going on under the (laughs) surface that's cool. It's it's definitely one of his more subtle films. Yeah, but uh, I kind of got into the schlocky alien vibe of it.
0: It felt like when we were getting those same period level of TV horror films, Mm -hmm. the kind of Sunday night films like uh, the the Tommy Knockers. It's just got this perfect weird turn of event 1995 TV movie all-star cast like oh, yeah. christopher reeve in what turned out to be the movie that happened a month before his accident i was gonna say this must have been one of the last christopher reeve the movies. month before wow the, you think what if this movie came out two months later man what if this movie happened after his accident that What if this such was a the sad po- thing. this this turned out to be the posthumous christopher reeve movie but this movie was in and out of theaters in like three weeks yeah, it missed yeah. the accident. It got no accident bump. <laughs> but it had such a TV movie cast like Kirstie Alley. A mid-90s oh, Kirstie Alley. Dr. Susan Varner. Got Michael Perret uh-huh. in there. Sure. <laughs> TV for a bit, movie for a Michael yeah, Mark Hamill in one of the just weirdest castings. Oh, yeah. Luke Skywalker Did himself. you remember Mark Hamill in this I did movie? not.
1: No, I definitely remember Christopher Reeve because I've always... Yeah. I, I mean obviously Linda
0: Kozlowski Loved Superman who movies Who was like only in The Crocodile Dundee movies Yeah
1: as The whole time I'm watching This movie I'm like That's not Virginia Madsen <laughs> But it should be <laughs> Oh but yeah But yeah It's the Crocodile you get, Dundee You lane.
0: get great uh, But you get Peter Jason Peter Jason is at oh, his yeah. most Late era Orson Welles Wow he looked good. He's got this the slicked back mane with the beard. Mm-hmm. He looked he looked like a powerful Orson Welles character. We, yeah, very about hundred
1: degrees different than what he was in Prince of Darkness or They Live. Yeah, but oh. <laughs> great
0: Carpenter stock guy. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, so it's this kind of weird mixture cast that. Carpenter filmed in his backyard that mm. apparently upset the town.
1: So he was living cuz this is filmed in Point Reyes Station. Another point in, in I forgot Marin. this was a Point Reyes movie. Yeah, at, like just the like fog. The fog,
0: yep. Uh he lived in Inverness for in the 90s. That's right. Just like a couple miles away. Beautiful. So he literally
1: this is a beautiful looking right? countryside small town. Point, oh my Point goodness. Reyes
0: films great. It's gorgeous. I mean, I've been out there a few times. It's yeah. cool seeing a bar you've been to. Totally. In a John Carpenter movie. But yeah. but Point Reyes, uh, a Carpenter quote I saw, he just said, you can set up a camera anywhere and just shoot. And it turns out just great. So he said it's a lazy movie because he said, yeah, we can set up there. Because so every funny. building looks good. Every coast looks good. It's like, it looks great in the day. It's one
1: of those where it's like filmmaking sounds so easy to him. Like he's...
0: Uh... Like, right by this point in his career, not challenged. He knows how to make movies. Yeah. He knows how to make movies set in space. He sure. knows how to set movies in the West or in the future. Oh. He gets movies. This he movie, knows what makes movies. This cool. is just a great. Yeah, it felt like a very
1: spiritual sequel to the Fog because it's the same setting and all. Yeah. that. but I uh, yeah, it was mid-witch. missing Adrian Barbeau. Yeah, yeah, would yeah, have rather definitely. had Adrian Barbeau than Kirstie Allen. It would have been cool if he had like done something where this could have been the same town as the Fog, like. Totally. A connection. Antonio Bay. Because you know, there's all that talk about his uh, apocalypse trilogy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, this movie should have been like the end of like some sort of alien trilogy. <laughs> sure. He does like four movies where aliens have invaded Earth. Yes. That's
0: crazy. He's <laughs> I, you can, and this is just, one of them, I guess. I just like <laughs> a guy raising money to do his like yeah. I love the a guy that, you know, we love these Cassavetes types that hated acting at a certain point but had to make money to make movies that he wanted to see john houston did the same thing Mm. how can you not love these guys that do something you know they're making their movies and i love him just like yeah i'll do a remake of village of the damn that'll be easy then i can do the movie that i want to make right but whenever i hear him just say that he you know oh yeah i just drank all the way through halloween 2 or It's always like, man, this guy drunk is apparently one of my favorite <laughs> horror filmmakers. Nothing yeah. he, no matter how lazy he says he, he gets on a movie, I've never seen that laziness show up right on the screen. He could, he could direct a movie on his head, standing yeah. on his head. It seems like it because yeah. if this is a movie that he made just because it was close by and easy, I loved this movie. This was I, I had such fonder memories uh, watching it this time than I ever had before. Yeah, I didn't remember liking it this much. It's Everything a, clicked with me more.
1: It's a it's a slow burner. It's yeah. but it's tense, man. It, I really felt the tension in this town. Uh, the the opening event where everyone blacks out is like really creepy. I, and, this was like,
0: okay. Really effective. This movie was scarier yeah. than I remember. Yeah, yeah. This movie was more effective this time than I've ever seen it. Something about seeing it with a crowd. I got to see it at the theater uh-huh. the other night, which is kind of a weird occurrence. Very yeah, very strange. that Village <laughs> Under, of the Damned is getting played in a theater, but an underscreened Carpenter movie at uh, revival showings. Yeah. So this was the first time I'd ever seen it on the big screen. Sure. And it was a good crowd because it played second to They Live. Yeah. They Live drew a drew a good house. So a lot of people stayed for this one. Thank God, good good people. And it was a lot scarier. And mm. this big crowd event, that's a scarier thing now to me. Now that we've been through like a practice pandemic that could yeah, have been yeah. worse and and could have been better. Yeah. But crowd events are starting to scare me more because now I'm seeing how bad people do. Mm. And this movie had a genuine scare start with the whole town just blacking out for six hours. That's scary to me. Oh, and yeah. John Carpenter set up these images so well of this town of <laughs> but, like, put, in sudden, not confused, just fainting yeah. in the
1: field, but, like, cars crashing. Yeah, the chaos we, is scary. We get There's a few moments of, like, really cool gore, too, in this movie. This movie we is get, gory and scary. This movie is, like, had the gore like, of hereditary. We get a guy on the grill. Dude. Who's
0: passed out on the grill so, for six hours <laughs> and cooked. So there's a lot of surprises in this flick yeah. that I just wasn't remembering well enough, and I was not given enough credit. Uh, not only did I forget this was the movie right before Christopher Reeve and his accident, which was the biggest thing. It's kind of crazy this movie wasn't bigger because of that. I mean, really, that was the dominated the news for two months. But then you get the surprise of a John Carpenter, Dave Davies collaboration (laughs) on the score. I had no memory of the Kinks guitarist adding some guitar flourishes to Carpenter since. Pretty stuff. Kind of a effective different carpenter score i like that he's it, you know it's not just alan howarth and him he's mm-hmm. branching a, a guitar based one was the first time he it you know, really it lends that small town feel yeah
1: but then his synths are in this one are are are, are really cool alien yeah it's an alien th- like you a, said there's a whispering to it but there's like a mechanical sense to it to it's his an alien soundtrack. movie and the, it's an alien invasion type movie which is very cool to it me.
0: It gets to do so many cool different things that the very good 1960 version just didn't wasn't allowed to do. Mm. The 1960 one. version's good. Yeah. It's black and white. The kids play really well. The kids look really freakish in this movie. The, the kids don't work in this the movie. Kids the kids are freaks, look. man. The look. The, those the,
1: white hair kids are monsters. Those but like the main girl, that wig is awful. Huh? Those bangs. Like nobody's
0: ever had those bangs. It doesn't. Yeah, it didn't quite play right. The ones like David's hair where you could tell it wasn't a wig. Yeah, yeah. It was just spray painted hair. That worked better on a weird kid. But, but that, then, that Mara's kit hair was And was it, they, he kept them in the same gray clothes that they're in in yeah, the original, man. right? These it's kids almost, are... It was a very strange choice to do that. <laughs> but. And so that played really well in black and white. Yeah, yeah. In the original. But they didn't get to play up the alien aspect. Hmm. In fact, these kids were aliens. They were just weird kids. <laughs> they were just fucked up kids. Is that what, yeah. And it wasn't part. obviously as m- brutally murderous, although it was pretty shockingly murderous for 1960. Hmm. But also it was so prudish that then there was none of the social issue of the abortion question. Oh yeah. You couldn't even say uh, pregnant there's in a pregnant movie. There's a whole abortion scene in, or, you know, a whole Disgusting. miscarriage, yeah, 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 and the whole birth of the it, section of the movie, which I thought was kind of scary and chaotic, and like, what the fuck world are we about to step into? Like, mm. this is the turn page moment of the movie. They couldn't do any of that in the nineteen sixty one. They the, they glossed over the women's whole deal entirely, and the women's connection to this movie is really important. So again, whenever Carpenter says he's lazy. He ends up shooting a scary scene in Halloween 2 where Laurie's hiding in a car. One of the scariest scenes I've right. ever seen in a movie. Or like Christine, like he seems to think that that was just a job. Yeah. And it's like no, you Christine. made a great Stephen King. Yeah, movie. man. That was one of the tr- most true to Stephen King feeling movies I've ever seen and I love it yeah. every time I see it. One of my one of our favorites. Yeah. And he did it again here for as much as it's this was a job. This 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 had some actual scares outside of the wigs. That yeah, one yeah. girl with her Lisa Simpson white hair wig when she's <laughs> like two? Yeah. They make choices with the
1: hair it in just, this. Yeah, that that part doesn't quite work, but I actually yeah, like uh I think it really does a good job with what it's doing. It it, it gives you this cool B movie vibe. Yes. But it gives you like uh you know there's like an emotional story at the core. Yeah there see yeah, it plays it, it, it tackles topics
0: so the way it was starting to feel to me way. the more it went on pretty quick is like more of a late era drive-in movie like an yeah. early 80s kind of drive-in movie when you look at it like that it's got constant action and constant big deaths and constant things to keep you so the people i saw it with all fell asleep oh and uh, it happens it's a double feature. It's on a weeknight. Right, it's late. We're we're middle aged, uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, it's gonna happen. And so there's always snores around the theater during the second feature, and this movie was good at keeping people waking up every ten minutes. Mm. There was always an explosion. There was always a big death. There was always a surprising character dying earlier than you thought they were gonna die. Right, my man, <laughs> Michael Pare, one of my favorites. You know. We've, oh, I know, I know. We've not done Streets of Fire, right? Streets no. of Fire is like a big episode 200 contender oh, for sure. as much as I love it. Yeah, yeah. It's an incredible film, Walter Hill. Michael Perret is like what Keanu could have been. Hmm. And Perret could have been what Keanu is. He's a guy that works. He's an Eric Roberts, but without ever being as big as Eric Roberts. For some reason, his movies didn't work, hmm. and they're all great. And here he is, fourth build. Fourth build. Fourth build in a Carpenter movie. Oh, I love it. And he's such a he's such a hunk, but he's such a dumb guy. He's like that John Hamm character where everybody has to pretend he's good at everything, <laughs> just because he's so hunky. Like he can't. He yeah. has to just get to walk through life. That's kind of him. Michael Pare feels like he's not great. But he has a cool voice and he's got a great dumb handsome guy char. Well, oh, he gets to he gets to be the guy that's like, How the hell are you? He's the Krasinski yeah. walking around town, everybody knows him. And then he blacks out and crashes his car into like an oil refinery and explodes eight yeah. minutes into the movie after we get to know him. Yeah, he's gone. And that's this great <laughs> entry into when Carpenter says he just yeah, I stayed close to the novel. Yeah, and I liked the original movie a lot. It really affected me. Hmm. That movie didn't have anywhere. That book didn't have anywhere near as many explosions or violent deaths. This movie is nothing but a ten-minute sequence of violent deaths.
1: I would have loved it if he had actually kept the original title of the novel, *The Midwitch Cuckoos*. The Midwich Cuckoo, John Carpenter's *The
0: Midwitch Cuckoos*. That would have been great. <laughs> a pe- based on the Penguin classic. <laughs> <laughs> no, I uh, yeah makes it sound like he's doing an
1: Agatha Christie. <laughs> I know novel. Well, it's like uh, on the surface, I could see where it feels like sometimes there's not a lot going on because there's a after the blackout, there's a long scene of like funerals and people grieving for all those who've died during this blackout, and well, the women get pregnant. So so, so like the on the bla- surface, the explosions are happening here and there, but. So here's There's the like thing: a huge pregnancy that I didn't plot.
0: understand about Midwich when, when everybody in the same town blacked out at the exact same time and all woke up next to each other, and one of the guys who was a just a grill dad enjoying a Sunday ends up splayed over a barbecue pit. That's the kind of surprise, sudden RoboCop gore yeah, this movie yeah. can hit you with out yeah, of nowhere. That's true. That's why I say it's got those hereditary things. That barbecue grill guy was like the girl's head on the on the side of the highway. Very unexpected. It just hits you, right? And if I'm ever like at the movies with you and we pass out and wake up <laughs> in the morning, I will immediately go. So we should all talk about this right <laughs> now, right? Everybody gets up and just kind of dusts off their khakis. Mm, yeah, And like nobody mentions know. what happened. What do you
1: say, I guess? It's well, and then it's like they're just watching this huge swath of uh, soldiers with automatic rifles coming through and their gas masks. And then everyone just kind
0: of leaves. Yeah. Yeah, but like...
1: Like, we well, we have no idea what happened. All, See you if later. If you
0: and I passed out with just you and I for six hours... Yeah, yeah. I would wake up and immediately want to know what happened and start piecing together the night. Everybody else just kind of goes back to, like, small-town living. Well, and then, yeah, once ten
1: women in that town then show up unexpectedly pregnant, maybe we start talking about it. I really
0: like, since the original movie couldn't, again, focus on pregnancies and talking about that, Mm. or aliens, I liked all the actual character work that we got out of a husband who had been away at work and then his wife getting pregnant while he'd been gone for three months. That's the great Peter Jason Orson Welles.
1: Yeah, he doesn't believe her. But everybody blacked out in that town for like a day. like Yeah. Uh,
0: for like, yeah. For a good work day. He's like, It's not like nothing get a, happened. But you get a virgin that, that's suddenly pregnant. Mm-hmm. You know, you get a, uh, uh, oh man, Michael Pray gets a a bad, dumb guy when he says, his, talks about his wife being unable to get pregnant. Mm-hmm. In his five minutes before his fiery death, he also bemoans a woman for, uh, for not being a baby maker. And then she gets a, an alien baby. Yeah. And the movie, for being a remake, did not have this much focus on whether there should be an abortion done or whether the women will have a weird dream (laughs) that convinces them not to have an abortion. Man, I don't know. (laughs) If I knew 10 people in my direct circle that all got pregnant on the day we all (laughs) fell asleep at a picnic. Yeah. That would really heavily make. Like, you sure about that? <laughs> you sure all of you are gonna keep this? All ten of you? No, no. Per, everybody was convinced by the dream. That's a heavy limb, but this alien people. These are smart. These, these are end smart up being cookies.
1: pretty convincing aliens. Yeah,
0: these little kids. These kids are. So in the theater, there was a lot of people that you could tell wanted. To see these kids get fucked up, <laughs> <laughs> they're little brats. These kids, oh, sure. as they get older, this was—I—I th- kind of <laughs> credit. I've been thinking about this all day. I want to credit this to the movie that they built such effective little fuckers. <laughs> these little, little shits. shits, these little, little fucking yeah, ugly shits. That I've been thinking about how I was sitting there in the theater. This whole town is that classic Twilight Zone story of these crazy, brainy infants that can take over an entire town. And everybody has to go around, hey, it's good to live in, Midwich. Yeah, yeah. But also a lot of people in Midwich like, seem to just go back to like just not paying attention Ooh. to these kids that march in Nazi unison. Midwich uh, is a bit of a run-down town post-Blackout. Yeah, right, Midwich is, con- well. is a confused town because nobody's talking about it. Yeah, nobody's working through their feelings. No, in nobody's talk about
1: how the kids only walk in two file lines. Oh paired man, up with each when the other. kid,
0: it's it was really creepy, and I could picture. I can hear the room reacting. The first shots we get, the montages of the kids marching lockstep, paired off, male female, looking just weirdly androgynous and inhuman. Yeah. Nobody knew they were aliens because, again, nobody was talking about it. Remember that superhero horror movie we did early, two years ago in the podcast, uh, Brightburn? Sure, yeah, yeah, the evil Superman. We saw it it at Third Street at the Bargain Cinema, R.I.P., Uh, Elizabeth Banks. It's like a horror Superman. It's, yeah, what if Superman was an asshole? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what if Superman was a sex pest, <laughs> a real teen creep? Yeah, a real creepazoid, <laughs> real jerk <laughs> Superman off. Superman was. We need to talk about Superman. That's what it was. Yeah, we need to talk about Kale. Yeah,
1: these kids are like somebody should have should be talking about how weird. these So kids yeah, are. this
0: whole town is like this should be a daily thing. This these kids are Jaws, man. People die in yeah. midwitch because of these kids from this one two-year-old makes her mom put her hand in a boiling Ooh. pot of water. The violence of this movie hurt. When I say compare it to hereditary man, this was some real gross gore in this movie. Right. A woman boiling for way A lot of it just went long. Mm-hmm. That woman had her arm in a boiling pot of water for a long, uncomfortable yeah. time. These kids can read your mind and make you do things and
1: the one thing they seem to know to make you do is to kill yourself or yeah. to maim yourself in some terrible These
0: way. These kids just fuck with you if you just fall out of favor with them. Yeah. And I, it's I think it scary. was as
1: simple as the that that baby girl did not like her soup. Yeah. And she's like, "Mommy going to boil yeah. now."
0: Imagine your kid who got his shots. Oh. And I don't wanna. thought it was the worst day of his life. You'd be dead. <laughs> you'd you'd be set ablaze. I would have sent by, by myself your four a place. month old. Yeah, and these, all of these people being led to their deaths, and every one of them being the longest buildup to that death, I thought they were all scary, man. I was like, yeah. I was rooting for people to not die, except those kids. Well, yeah, the it, audience <laughs> kept getting—you could tell—they were getting squeamish at how long some of these murders went on. Uh huh. And well, you could tell suicides, how much yeah. these sui- these forced suicides, yeah, all of them bad. None Real of them bad. a quick, easy one. And you could, these kids oh were really being bought as villains in the crowd. They were getting reactions. Eight-year-olds were getting strong reactions like this. <laughs> you could hear people like gritting their teeth wanting these kids to just get fucking dead. Perished.
1: Well, especially when the the drunk comes in with the broom, I was like,
0: "Smack the shit out of those!" Oh kids. man, we get a good. This is a great. Carpenter's got cast, man, but yeah. this is a weird cast. You get Kirstie Alley acting a movie with Buck Flower. <laughs> you know the you know very different than his They Live role, the town drunk. Uh huh. But a classic Buck Flower one, but there's so many weird. Kirstie Alley's almost like Meg Foster. And they live. Yeah, yeah. The same kind. Okay. You've worked in restaurants. Mm-hmm. I've worked in retail. Mm-hmm. We've had those jobs. Would you rather have Meg Foster walk into your restaurant or Kirstie Alley? Which level of awful to deal with humans? Whenever I, I mean, Meg uh, Foster shows up in anything, you know it's just an evil presence. Yeah, yeah. She's she's just looks like a curse. I'm going to have to go Meg Foster. It's the boniness, huh? I, Kirstie Alley's those, more fleshed out. I, I Meg Foster. <laughs> I just saw They Live right before Village of the Damned. And it's like Carpenter recast the exact same vibe. I could see that. The same person. Foster's got those those blue eyes. Kirstie, yeah, Foster's eyes are the most crazy fake contact, but yeah. not distracting eyes in movies. But Kirstie Alley... I don't know what her role was. I kind of not decided yet if I love it or hate it, but it's a choice. She's smoking <laughs> in every scene. Yeah. She's got her hair smoke, tied yeah. up in crazy ways every she got her big dark hair. And she's the most covered up I've ever seen a woman mm. post 1932 cinema. She is like an an Afghani woman. She was probably freezing out there in Point Reyes. She looked like. <laughs> she was dressed like a female stand up. Yeah. She looked like Richard Lewis. Well, she's kind of like. Kinda Paula like, Pound's. She's
1: part like big bad government person. No, who's she works for an them. agency. But she's also like local. Like she stays
0: in town for, I guess these kids are probably seven or eight at this point. She's, this, she wants to be the lead study, she yeah. wants to be the one that finds out what these kids are. But she's like keeps the little clinic in town
1: with the alien
0: fetus. She so yeah. So ten women get pregnant. Yeah, and one of them miscarries, and Kirstie Alley just runs out of the barn. They're all having the babies in a barn, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Since ten women are all having birth on the same day, uh, they just throw them in a barn with curtains (laughs) on the edge of town. We literally learn it's on the edge of town later when the kids refer to it as the old barn by the edge of town. Is that why the kids wanted to go back to the yeah, barn Yeah, remember the they, they rediscovered their birthing place, that remember? Was, I didn't quite get that at remember the Remember we end. got that, yeah, yeah. that kind of nice downward shot of them discovering the old uh, remains? I was just sort
1: of like, uh, yeah, there's a scene where the girl's telling Christopher Reeve, we're going to move to the barn now. Yeah, we've I come like, to like, a decision.
0: Really? We're going to move to the barn <laughs> on the edge of town. You guys can bring us
1: food. I forgot that that was the whole birthing place. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: They had that connection. <laughs> yeah,
1: you bring us we're all gonna have our cute little suitcases These adorable little <laughs> yeah you gotta with keep us suitcases. in outfits too
0: <laughs> remember we all nine of us gotta look exactly the same oh. and you gotta all keep that up yeah none of you can do different or yeah. they've just convinced them to be uh well yeah in or the they're same kill fashion them, make them and kill uh, themselves. but yeah so they move out there but i like that addition that the original didn't have because that at least showed at minimum they all decided they had a connection to something. Mm. David, our little, I guess, hero of the creeps, he's the one with humanity. He's developed an emotion or two Yeah, in he his kind time. of can be well, convinced.
1: His, his mate was the one that was stillborn and did not make it. And so he, he's kind of he the odd man out.
0: These kids, I really liked the horror when the movie was still not full murder horror. Mm. When you just get the terror of... A kid being too smart. Yeah. Creepy. You have a you have a young child now. You yeah. have a four month old. I do. How scared would you be if he said a clear word tomorrow? Oh, yeah. That would yeah. be amazing I and I'll talk about it, that's scary. for sure. I'd be talking about it. There's this there's a weird inhumanity to that where we don't know these are aliens yet. We don't know why a town blacked out for six hours. Truthfully, I don't know if we learn. Why the town blacked yeah, out for six hours. We don't really get enough answers in this movie yeah, for me. Honestly. It's a lot of it's a lot of sci-fi as a oh, I guess it was a portal. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. It came through a portal. Sure. Town blacked out for six hours. We learn eventually, there's a cool raccoon city twist that there's a whole other towns where oh, these yeah, babies yeah, yeah. didn't grow up and were destroyed. And I like these scary moments of just the inhumanity and something not right, something incorrect about a baby spelling his name like mm-hmm. a baby, yeah, like yeah, a, like a baby that can kind of sit upright. There's just a s- kind of sickness to it. <laughs> it's something just kind of disturbing about a baby doing something weird, a non CGI baby. Sure, that's off putting. That's weird.
1: I mean, I don't think the baby actor actually put the blocks together. No, they way. got a super smart baby oh, for shit. that movie. Yeah.
0: They got a movie. They, they had to get a baby the named Carpenter's David. Carpenter's like, yeah, I know a genius baby. We got him out there for no, that's No, that the baby was named David. It's like all oh, he could do. They got cool. the trick David baby. like it. But, <laughs> I, you know, the original film barely dealt with the women's role in these kids' lives. And now we get to see these women that were... We got to see this full range of emotions. Mm-hmm. From the ones who I'm a virgin and I'm scared, like the same kind of fear that Gina Davis was having when she was pregnant in the fly. That terror. Right. Can you imagine being pregnant and having no idea why? The Bible paints yeah. this Christmas story as such a, you know, tender time. Imagine being horrified, being like, "Well, I've never had sex and I'm right. pregnant." And this movie both plays on those fears, but there's a couple that was trying to have a baby and the husband's now dead this baby is now their lasting memory so they think Mm. so there's these range of emotions that the original couldn't go into and i was kind of hit harder than i was expecting by some of them you know yeah if there's one thing this movie
1: could have used it would have been some levity some humor there is zero
0: it gets into the shit
1: pretty quick yeah after the blackout, it, after Pare goes, he's a he's a light guy, but he's only there five minutes. So well, after that's he's gone, big, that's
0: a big shock. That that was a big scare yeah, yeah. to me when, because Pare felt like you see him fourth build, right? That's big. All the people above him are actual names, and there's names below him. So that's a good billing. When he goes out ten minutes in, when all you've seen is him glad handing around town, as like cool buff handsome guy that everybody likes in town mm-hmm. when he goes up it's this immediate frantic crazy pace that felt more like Romero mm. you know where the shit hit the fan and now the scare it's like the th- whole situation immediately tipped over and it was more frantic and more chaotic and more sustained than I remember mm. it got to the the mess <laughs> real quickly yeah, yeah, it gets you into the situation for sure this this is a scary old concept. You know, this is, like you said, based on an old novel mm-hmm. and really done excellently in 1960. It's a scary movie. Mm. It's that same era you were talking earlier about, The Innocents on yeah. the Balcony. Sure, sure. That was the year later. That was a good era for that British horror. Classic they, British they were really horror. That was a perfect yeah. era. And, you know, this is doing something different. Carpenter's remake of The Thing is legendary. Mm-hmm. Probably the best Carpenter movie. Nobody would argue if you said that was your favorite. Probably the best remake. Yeah, it's the <laughs> best <laughs> ever. remake ever. The f- and, uh, well, The Fly remake. Yeah. <laughs> I think we talk- But this movie got panned when it came out. Village of the Dam got dumped on. No Reeve revival. Hmm. Kirstie Alley for giving kind of a 1995 performance, like a stern Murphy Brown yeah. 1995 performance. It kind of holds up. It does well for its era. I think it's a kind of a cool role for her. Hmm. This is the only time we're ever going to talk about Kirstie Alley. <laughs> I, yeah. I don't know if I have podcast. anything to
1: say about her except that... Uh... There's an
0: outside chance she's in one of the good Star Treks. Oh, she's in Wrath of Khan. I yeah, could yeah. see doing Drop Dead Gorgeous. Hmm. I like that movie. Our Cheers cast has been heating up. <laughs> I know. Cheers cast. She comes coaching. in pretty late in the show, right? So. But so this uh 1995, Kirsty Alley, I know as a kid, I'm not too jazzed for new like when NBC announced Veronica's closet, mm. I wasn't like, oh, a new <laughs> Alley join? New Alley join on my Thursday night live. Yeah, like Kirstie Alley wasn't really a draw for me as a teenager. And so this is a real like she's the tough talking scientist, but The only levity, if any, is the way she Scooby-Doo's that alien baby out of (laughs) the birthing barn, man. She just, like, bullshits her way to running out the barn door with a baby held in front of her, like a hot bomb. Like, this is a whole barn full of women who all don't know if they're going to give birth to insect larvae. The movie doesn't even go into the fear these women might be going into through their pregnancy. I would feel nothing but terror of what my wife was going to, what was going to come out of her. Right. I would be thinking of a chestburster alien scene the entire pregnancy. There's no way I'd abide by a six-hour blackout causing the (laughs) pregnancy. But but he, for such a ridiculous thing, it was scarier than I remembered. Mm -hmm. That town hall meeting, I liked the level of chaos that was there that felt appropriate they did some easy explanations with the dream convincing everybody to not have an abortion that was just them using alien magic the powers of alien con man persuasion so we got a few like uh Get out of jail free cards to get out of things, right? And just the the uh, one thing
1: people probably remember from the movie is the kid's eyes all glowing. The glowings,
0: the glowing the was glowing done by good,
1: industrial light and magic. That close up where she's getting the eye exam and it's the yes. close up of the eye moving, That's really a, cool. That's scary shit. Looks really
0: good today. The yeah. yeah, I just saw on the big screen. I saw you know you see some s some CGI that doesn't hold up from the nineties, whatever but the eye effects ones I didn't know it was industrial light and magic till the credits mm. that's some heavy that hitter sense. special effects stuff and this movie is expensive you know i like that even though carpenter didn't get a creature movie which i have no idea even what a 1996 97 john carpenter creature from the black lagoon would look like i can't even imagine say, right i have no idea <laughs> james woods he, in, yeah man <laughs> the who the would weekend. i have no idea you yeah. for all we know we could have gotten angelina jolie in a white bathing suit the creature i have no idea we'll never know mm. but you know the way he handles all of this film he got a 25 million dollar budget and made a cool movie with it this was scarier than i remembered these kids once they start uniformly uh you get in their head and see how they have no filter Mm -hmm. and blatantly say when they're confused by a situation and you can see how they're exploitable but also how they're the most dangerous thing you've ever come into contact with as wooden as some of the line delivery can be in this movie these kids were getting reactions yeah these kids were effective as weird as their wigs looked they looked (laughs) alien enough that it was still had at least a creepy factor because they're
1: creepy aliens. Yeah, it was. it's a good uh, use of like not being in control. Suddenly yeah. something else is controlling your body. And yeah, there's a great scene where they're, <laughs> the whole town just goes totally insane and starts... Torch and Pitchfork marching oh, man. up and down the streets. Total. Mark Hamill's aiming a rifle at these kids. These kids He's a be-
0: priest in this movie. Mark, he's, he's about to sharpshoot these man, kids. Man, I love Mark Hamill, but this was the weirdest Mark Hamill placement in a movie. Yeah, yeah. But this movie is so... It skips over so many... So, what I wasn't expecting when I saw this. I, I knew... I had a feeling I was going to like it. Mm-hmm. I have a feeling I could watch any John Carpenter movie in the theater and be into it. Right. I will go to any one of them. But what I wasn't expecting was for this movie to actually be considered a top 10 Carpenter. Mm. It was effective enough in a lot of ways that I found myself bothered by a lot of it. There was this visual when the births happened, the nine of the 10 births, where there are whole towns in church. And all these identical babies oh, yeah, yeah. are stacked two rows deep with all the uneasy parents. Including that one guy who looks like fat Kevin Corrigan. <laughs> who looks like a super... He looks like Italian
1: Peter Griffin. The guy who's like, hey, my daughter and my wife are pregnant, so I get double the
0: allowance. Yeah, all It's right. not poor household, uh, right? It's like a super fat Dennis Franz. Yeah, yeah. Or something, but... How how did that guy end up in the movie more than Michael Pere? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, how did fat Kevin Corrigan get more? We see that guy so much. But that shot of all the parents sitting with their babies that are all weird and the rest of the town. Ta- like, what do you say if you're one of the non-parents in the town? That's are you so driving awkward. away from church just like, a lot of babies in church today? <laughs> Like, how do you not be just like, how do you not flee
1: that night? Well, I'd I'd be the guy there going, we're baptizing all nine of
0: these kids at once. You know how long that's going to take? (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, this is a town that nobody can leave. Seemingly, right? Because you would have, what would it take to get you to, if you found out everybody on your block had a baby the same day?
1: Well, especially would
0: you consider moving? This town
1: seems like there's 150 people in it like tops. So yeah, if one out of 10 people in this town suddenly got pregnant with some weird yeah. white-haired
0: I also kid appreciate after everybody blacked out. I also appreciate that Carpenter did suspend disbelief for long enough where he allowed some time to make it seem like um like midwich fucks. <laughs> Like everybody, like, cause the first five people they show were all people that were trying to have a baby. Yeah, So yeah, they yeah. were really present. just like everybody fucked last night in Midwich, and we all know it. And How then was so- the And then mean. suddenly it's like, wait a minute, this one did too. <laughs> but the first five, it could have just been like this blackout made Midwich just like bang. <laughs> people were horny. <laughs> 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 like this blackout, people woke up from this confused and wanting to yeah. fuck. And uh, we got, like, 25 minutes of that as possibly the story of the movie. (laughs) And uh, I guess I like our transition, but the deaths kept getting scarier and more violent. And the kids were so uncaring. And that's messed up, man. When Mark Hamill's putting a rifle through his mouth. Yeah. Yeah. And a woman setting herself I, on fire. I did not expect
1: uh, or, or remember that Kirstie Alley gets it too, dude. Kirstie Alley on gets a the scalpel,
0: a, gets a dissection like, situation, bisects herself. Fuck, Buck Flower. That one was rough. Walked backwards up a ladder, drunk, drunk, <laughs> held his broom to his navel like he was going to commit seppuku. Mm-hmm. and then jumped broom first onto a windshield of a pickup. And we saw all of it. You get to see that. It's like yeah. midsummer. Kind that was of a shocking moment, yeah, that's, for it, sure. That's why, in Hereditary, those kind of scares in It follows these kind of modern great horror movies. I get scared when I'm wondering how far they'll go. Mm-hmm. Will it be something that I'm gonna that's gonna stick with me, and I'm gonna be thinking about when I'm driving home and my house is dark? You know that happens. I can get scared. Sure. And this movie had that same where all these deaths were drawn out enough, or suddenly unexpected bang enough that when those kids show up behind Mark Hamill, when he's zeroing in with a laser scope on Mara, this movie's messed up. Yeah. These kids, man. Fuck them kids. Fuck them. To hear a crowd of forty or fifty people start to just be like, like you know grinding their jaw being held up by eight-year-olds <sighs> this movie's got a feeling it this movie's got a legit bloodbath yeah at the end, they I said know. man this movie's ending oh dear lord yeah incredible we get this kind of tender subplot of the woman from crocodile dundee yeah recognizing that her boy the woman who you know her michael who died in a fire eight minutes in uh Popping on his little steering wheel singing along to some <laughs> guitar rock, to some Dave Davies guitar noodling before he crashes into an oil tanker. Uh but David can has emotions. He can be he can learn emotions. Once he's pointed out that if he can feel pain, he can feel bad when others feel pain. That's a that's a cool heart running through this movie that, yeah. that I didn't remember either.
1: And Christopher Reeve just being like yeah, trying to trying to appeal to their emotions. Yeah, and and saying you got to feel something. Yeah, to be, a, to be the, a the superior people pleading being.
0: for their humanity in this movie affected me more now. Yeah, I, I have more of a hunger now for humanity. Hmm. I, I like seeing displays of humanity, and that that affected me more now. I think that's what put me over on this one this time. Yeah, yeah. Those appeals because those were effective. Those were the most effective in the movie. The human connections. The best act, Christopher Reeve, I like <laughs> as an th- actor, despite being yeah. the worst actor in movies I like. Hmm. Like, I love Street Smart. Christopher Reeve's weird in it. Well, yeah. Christopher Reeve's a real weirdo in Superman movies. I guess Christopher Reeve's just a weirdo. but <sighs> I love him. I thought he's actually very good in this. One of the best acting uh, scenes of his life for in this movie when he sees his wife missing from the cliffside. When he ran mm. out of his house immediately knowing something was wrong. Because this was a movie where people were kind of glossing over how much was wrong. This town was living in in a weird secret in a lot of ways. Yeah. Like, we don't want to talk about our collective abuse, but we're all nervous about it. So when Reeve ran out of that front door, it was like Donald Sutherland running out the door and Don't Look Now hmm. when he sees his daughter falling into the pond. You know, it was his, man. So those kind of moments, when you get to that beautiful, in the theater, let me tell you, we talked about how gorgeous Point Reyes looked. We get this widescreen shot of Reeve running out of their house along the ridgeline in that 2.35 to 1 Mm widescreen. Kind of shot the Carpenter used, that $25 million. Again, Point Reyes shows up on the screen. This town is very filmable. Great looking town. Those shots of, Government coming in under darkness, row of cars. Give me a convoy of government vehicles and cop cars, man. Yeah, another thing I loved about this movie that I didn't remember was how many cops died. (laughs) This is a A lot of people dying at the end. If I had to guess, I would say 75 cops died in this movie, soldiers, cops, three letter agency yeah employees a Everyone lot of government cop people just getting riddled this the squib count and body count in the movie is crazy there are so many deaths in this movie it is bigger than any michael mann kind of flick this is a <laughs> war movie this is hacksaw ridge it's <laughs> this is nuts it goes full out at the they end say, christopher yeah. reeves says the word bloodbath yeah he oh, as you said lying. wants to connect with these kids he wants to, them to experience feeling or else what's the point? Yeah. You're just living your life in a shell. And it's what makes life worth it. And he appeals to that emotion. And it's hard to not have that appeal to you as a human. If mm-hmm. you're buying into a concept, like, it's effective. And so Christopher Reeve's kind of a cheese ball. <laughs> <laughs> he's kind of yeah. be- He's kind of different Michael Parade. <laughs> You know, these guys know. are different hunks that all got to exist uh, just because they're likable hunks. He's a big, hunky guy. And yeah, it's it's hard to get around that
1: Superman. <laughs> yeah. That look and, and just that iconicness of that. But
0: I like the weird, uh, you know, yeah, you get the Raccoon City twist where you find out that other cities have been destroyed to keep these a secret. And these aliens have developed at different rates of success. And this one was the farthest mm-hmm. that they've evolved. That's a twist I wasn't expecting. This movie brought a lot. For I read a lot of reviews after because this was out of all the Carpenter movies we've done, this is probably the weakest reviewed. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this this was a this was movie cost him creature. <laughs> he says he has no ill will on the movie and still liked doing it. He invited the original sure. director and writer to the set. He mm-hmm. had a great time, but it was a it was a director job. But He has a lot of cool ideas here. I like the raccoon city twist. I love the hero twist at the end where the kids kill a bunch of cops. (laughs) (laughs) The scene, we get like a three minute scene of military personnel and cops just in shotgun and Uzi machine gun warfare. All under mind control. uh, Under mind control from an eight pack of kids. While (laughs) David kind of goes, Ooh,
1: this isn't good. Yeah, And
0: the kids out at their barn, where they just sit in chairs all day reading Read books. It.
1: Yeah, I didn't quite. I guess yeah. It, They're just absorbing like knowledge. I, said, I didn't really get enough information about their ultimate plan.
0: Was it to infiltrate? No, over, I think I well, you overtake a, you or, a or to pretty just good exist. Scene that, that I'm glad we got when Christopher Reeve goes to try out his blocking ability. Hmm. I liked his added stuff, even though it was a little literal. We literally saw the images that Christopher Reeve was thinking about to block. The kids. An actual brick wall. A big wave, a big literal brick wall after he says, I can put up a wall. But those scenes where you get Mara, those were the best scenes. Those were where she was starting to seem vaguely human. She Mm -hmm. was talking robotically, but at least questioning humans as if she was still trying to understand them. As much as they were reading books (laughs) 24-7, she couldn't understand humans. She couldn't understand why we did some things we did. Mm -hmm. And I like that aspect. In the original, it was more about trying to harness the kid's power for evil. Hmm. And this was more like, are we going to talk about this kid problem? We should just blow up these kids, right? We should just get rid... Oh, we're good with getting rid of the kids. We're like slowly how- building to getting rid of these kids, right? Yeah,
1: the ultimate decision is uh, we got to kill these yeah, kids.
0: it's eight years in. This isn't getting better. This <laughs> they, is a bunch of people cashing die. out on Midwitch at once. Yeah. We're done. I mean, we get, like you said, a literal pitchfork mob. We get pitchfork and torches. These people have had it. Yeah. And... With these sure. kids. I I mean, yeah. Man, if I had ten babies living the... On both sides of the street, the block over from me, I probably wouldn't walk a block over, man. Yeah. I would dodge Midwich Avenue. That yeah, would be but... unsettling. <laughs> These kids are, man, those, we get a lot of great shots of point-raised scenery and kids marching like <laughs> Hitler youth yeah. down the sidewalks. People were squirming. I could hear people <laughs> shifting. I could yeah. hear it. You can tell when 50 people are, are into something. And I think Village of the Dam was landing more than any of us expected i'm into it i uh i don't know if i can say it's top 10 carpenter he's my favorite (laughs) it's it wouldn't it wouldn't break into my
1: top 10 after this viewing but i did i would say i liked it twice as much as i remember liking it it raised
0: carpenter's floor even higher than i realized it in my head i'd probably thought of this as a contender for the bottom but now i realize oh man if this guy is we had done a Carpenter top ten on one of our ten Carpenter episodes, listen to them all. Yeah, yeah. Mine changes every time. I love all these movies, but these ones stay out of it. But now that I know Village of the Damned is a this strong of a thirteenth. This exactly. strong of a fourteenth movie. If
1: it's the worst, it is a strong
0: worst, I yeah. guess. Is now the way that I, say I know it. the bottom Still of the good. pack is this good. Yeah. I know the last time I watched Ghost of Mars I loved it more than the previous time. I think next time you watch Escape from L.A., I bet you'll like it more than you've ever seen it. Yeah. How can you be skeptical at this point? Which one hasn't aged better? Yeah, yeah. That's true. They've all gotten better. None of them are getting worse. So, I, I have an affinity for all of them, and this one... I wasn't excited for a lot of Kirstie Alley, <laughs> Christopher Reeve interplay. When we've talked about on-screen chemistry, some people haven't. No part of me ever wanted to see Kirstie Alley fuck Christopher Reeve. Yeah, right. I wanted to see them as fully... Cl- Christopher Reeve was in, like, nice sweaters and, like, butt... He was dressed like uh, when when Adam West would not be Batman. Oh sure. In 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 like the series, he casual was just professional, Bruce Wayne, just a yeah. nice gray cashmere sweater and some like slacks, nice shoes. Yeah. So <laughs> again, it's cold I, out there. In point, I don't want to see them. And but this movie was all about that difference in AI, that roboticism that can exist in even the the most human of emotions. So. You don't really need a lot of chemistry in a movie where you're already just trying to understand this alien race that has no concept of what humans are other than they know that they could dominate us. Mm -hmm. So that scene with him and Mara where she says, like, how do you see this playing out? We're only going to get smarter. We're just like every scenario ends with us dominating you. There's you have no good way out of this. Like she lays out the fact that he's screwed. For yeah. him, but she doesn't really like she doesn't understand because she can only stay th- state things, frankly. She can only think of this statistical portion of how we're just going to evolve faster than you. And, you know, the, uh, the original movie couldn't delve into the level of that. I thought that was the best scene of the kids. That was her really emoting without emoting because mm. she's a robot. All the others were just them controlling with the ILM glowing eyes. My, and shifting, my favorite uh, scene,
1: though, with the kids and Reeve is the end where he's blocking their thoughts yeah. by making a face like he's got the worst ice cream headache you've <laughs> ever
0: had in your life. <laughs> he look, you kept thinking he was going to blow up like uh, John Cassavetes in the Fury or uh, oh, totally. Scanners.
1: He was getting totally scanned.
0: But yeah. the girl was, I, I got to give credit, every time she says, you're blocking your thoughts very well right now. She admired it, yeah. Like, you're doing very good at being annoying to me. Like, yeah. that's scary and funny. It was it was getting like nervous laughter. <laughs> right. Because it was good. It was creepy, but kind of funny. It's like a almost a Kang and Kodos kind of mm-hmm. bit. And I'm into it, man. I like the alien aspect of it. And I like the town just being like, Nope, it's torches. Yeah. We've done eight years,
1: all right? We're talking biblical speak now. We're saying hast thou and stuff. Yeah. Send
0: old <laughs> Ruth up there to to send do some Job. Yeah. All right, man? This is a town. This is like Sodom and Gomorrah. It got real. Yeah. I'm scared whenever I see a group of fifty people in torches. <laughs> it's not a good I thing. I mean never are a we good any reason. Ever that far away from a situation where there's fifty yeah, right. people with torches, we feel like we're closer than ever to fifty people with torches. So that scares me. So I kept getting scared at Village of the Damned more than I remembered. It's aged really well. This guy mm. gets me. <laughs> there's a reason a I keep coming back to this movie's yeah. there's a reason. He's 10 of our 130-some episodes. John Carpenter's the best, but it's also really funny to see. You remember when we saw The Terminator? Mm-hmm. You're sitting up there in the back, loving it. I was scared. It was the most scared I ever got in that movie, just the inhuman nature of it all, of a guy that only knows he's there to kill a person and only stops what's ever in its way, but doesn't, can't be reasoned with. Right. The concept of being not reasoned with scares me. I mean, I was scared in the Terminator. You remember that feeling in the crowd when we van- when she vanquishes that guy? There was this celebratory hell feel. Yeah. Like, Terminate there was a this. hell yeah packed theater Terminator crowd. It felt weird last night <laughs> when a crowd of people cheered when a bunch of kids were murdered. <laughs> yeah. Those kids blue when, when, sh- when, when Christopher Reeve is like about to get scanners, and Mara and all the kids are lined up trying to crack his code, and David's being a, a little confused, <laughs> inhuman, a different kid in the back, and we get a literal brick wall being crumbling brick by brick. Mm hmm. That audience cheered when those kids went up in flames, man. <laughs> when the, it's a very when those eight explosion. kids br- literally break through the wall and see the the bombs, the suitcase. He walks into that barn with a literal suitcase okay. packed with dynamite like and a, a cartoon alarm
1: clock movie. Yeah,
0: this is a Wiley e. coyote brain very, blocking plan. Again, just felt like a very
1: classic B movie, man. Yeah, man. Yeah,
0: when you're seeing a movie in 1982 in the drive-in called Tick Tick Boom. You want the guy to show up at the end with a briefcase full of dynamite. Just cartoon red tube dynamite right. tied to an alarm clock, Acme on the label. And when those when those kids all see, we get the close-up reaction shot to these kids seeing that they got 3 seconds till they're fucking blown through the <laughs> barn. That's great. <sighs> yeah. You get to see these kids' eyeballs in their last three seconds of their life and a whole crowd of people just cheered. This is an anti children movie. <laughs> this is this kids. goes into the fuck those kids territory of eraser head. Right. In any <laughs> you know, love streams, any movie where a guy made the an anxiety kids, filled movie about having a kid, this was there in full widescreen, gorgeous color. But it's a problematic movie, man. It's weird. <laughs> it's odd. It's not a straight remake. It's a 1995 gem. Mm. I love that it exists. I love that Carpenter bullshitted with a studio for $25 million and made this <laughs> like a grindhouse village of the damned. The 1961 has a class to it. Right, right. It, it can't not. It's British filmed. It's 1960. There were code standards. This is grimier. This is Grindhouse. This, Like you said, it doesn't feel as 1995 straight to video. This feels bloody, gory, post-Chainsaw violence. Mm. This had some gory shit. This had slasher movie Sneaks violence. up on you, though. Yeah. yeah. It's a shocking arc. If
1: you only yeah know the poster or think you know it with just these kids being all like...
0: Yeah, it's more than just Children of the Corn. Right. It's more psychological than that. There's an attempt to connect with another being for a bit. There's not a big window where these people don't just want to dominate our world. There's almost that connection. In The Thing, this thing had no chance at humanity. This was only ever going to be a replicant that only was going to leech off humans. Mm -hmm. This movie gave us a chance. There was that fighting percentage chance. And when the kids, especially the main girl, kind of realized that, That was kind of a that added a little oomph to more than just Mm. a regular ending action movie explosion. There's some depth to this that I never really thought about (laughs) in my priors. This was pretty firmly at the bottom of the Carpenter. I don't know if it's in my top ten now, but again, Carpenter's floor got raised. Exactly. This is the bottom. This is a great fifteenth best movie to have on your career. I think it came to this. There you go.
1: Well said. Yeah, it did come to this. I'm Charlie. I'm Eric. Village
0: of the Dam is out there. I don't think
1: it's... (laughs) Would you have to pay money for this I rented it on the Amazon, yeah. Okay, so it's
0: there to buy somewhere. Seek it out. Seek it out. It's got a lot of actors you don't see in things 25 years later. Mm -hmm. One for a tragedy reason. And it kind of packs more of a punch today. It delivered. It delivered, man. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you guys for for listening.
1: We'll see you next time. Bye.